two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, live from the Tech Guide studio slash home theatre here at uh, Stephen Fennick's illustrious uh, business. Now, we should point exactly out, hi, before you introduce me, hi, Trevor, yeah. anyway, hi. we should point out that it is Origin Night. You jumped night. in. I mean, I it, couldn't. It, I mean, what yeah. can I do? I'm sorry. It is Origin Night, okay? So we are recording this before Origin. Yeah. Okay, so... But really, it doesn't matter before or after. <laughs> Queensland won the series! Oh, yeah! yeah well what a game, though. Game. What a game, that last try. <laughs> two minutes to go, and there he is, Corey yeah, Parker. Okay. What, have you got a crystal ball now? Have you a crystal uh, ball? Well, uh, uh, you don't uh, need a crystal ball, you reckon? No, uh, I think New South Wales will win, okay, mm-hmm. by seven. And then, then Stephen, you, you can rewind. Just you can to let... After the game, well, you're going to hear this after the game anyway. Yeah. We'll see how right we were. Oh, of course. But the great thing, <laughs> earlier today I texted Steve, we were deciding whether it would be Wednesday or Thursday. I texted Steve and I said, it'll be tonight because Amanda, Amanda needs me at home tomorrow night. Yep. And uh, Stephen's written back and he's gone, schedule for Origin 2. <laughs> Five to six, record podcast. Six till seven, each steak at the hotel. Seven till ten, watch New South Wales win <laughs> Origin 2. Uh, that text will be coming back to haunt you at 10 o'clock tonight, well, let me tell you right now, potentially. I don't think it will, but anyway, I don't think it will. We are here to discuss the uh, the week in technology. We are two blokes talking tech, Trevor Long, uh, at Trevor Long on Twitter. Stephen Fennick, at Stephen Fennick with a PH on Twitter. My website, eftm.com.au. Stephen's is techguide.com.au. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Tell you more about them shortly here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Um, yesterday, Vodafone put out a release, which I originally questioned because they, um, when they sent it to me, they said, oh, we're the only ones in market now, which I thought, well, was there someone else who had a network guarantee? This is their, after 30 days, if you've signed a two-year contract, after 30 days, if it's not going well, then service isn't good at your home or your work, wherever, you can walk in and, and you don't have to void your contract. You just hand back the phone and you don't have to maintain your contract. Mm-hmm. Um, what they've done is introduced money back guarantees. So you actually get the money back for that month that you used and didn't like and the handset repayment. And I was questioning who else ever had that. Apparently Optus had this a couple of months ago and it only lasted like two months. I don't remember that happening. Yeah. But, you know, from all intents and purposes, this is Vodafone. They've always had that network guarantee, which was their way of saying, Do you know what, 2011 was bad for us. Please just come and test us out. For them to say now that it's basically money back is, is you know, as we both say, putting money where the mouth is. Do you, do you like the timing though? Optus came out, I think, in the midst of all the Telstra outages. And now Vodafone have followed suit. Vodafone have done this before, though. In 2012, I think they offered this. They've had the network they've, they've guarantee, had a guarantee but not, ongoing, but not money, but back not money back. Yes. So it's really gutsy of Vodafone to do this, considering where they've come from. Oh, Five years ago, we were talking about Vodafone and all the people that were abandoning the network. Mm. And today, all the, the, the time and money and effort... You've just reminded me that we've been doing this podcast as long it's, as it's that. It's over five years. Yeah. Oh, I would, we That's should right. go back and have a listen to how, Maybe. how heavy we I'll, went. I'll leave that to you in the editing department there. Yeah. 
But, the, uh, uh, but the interesting is, thing is, yeah. um, this is just another reminder for people that, as I said, the network guarantee exists. The only difference is the money back at that first month. But it's a distinct reminder to people that there are opportunities, if you're off contract, to go, okay, I'll give you a go. Because the, the critical thing is most people can make a, make a choice or make a decision after just 30, 15 days, really. Yeah. Because the question is, does it work at home? In your in your in all the rooms that you want it to work, does it work at the at the office, yeah. and does it work in the, the the pub you go to most or the park yeah. you go the to places most? Places you frequent. That's right. Yes. When you go into a Vodafone store to sign up, they will ask you those questions and they will look at the network map yeah. and they will help you and they will. In fact, if your home is outside network coverage, they'll say to you, "We don't think it's a good idea." Yeah. Now you could still sign up, but then you go back in and say, "Listen, it didn't work that well. Here's the phone back. Yeah, get me a, off my contract." It's a process, but to, to do that in the past, and look, there are ways to get out of contracts if it if the network's not meeting your expectations. Oh, it sure. is, but it is a long. You may pay exit fees and things like that. For Vodafone to do this, it's kind of like what the the peace of mind you have on a prepaid network if you, you if after 30 days you're not happy you're out you can go somewhere else you, so with this same deal 30 days you're not happy you're out money back and even money back if you've paid handset fees all of that so good on Vodafone the, for having a crack the thing here is that the network guarantee has existed now as you said for I don't know a year or two so you've been able to do this on Vodafone for a year or two but, but we don't talk about it as much because it it's existed. So by adding the money back layer, we're talking about it again. They'll get some attention again. And hopefully for them, Absolutely. it'll inspire a bit of conversation. The reason I wrote this story while we we're in San Francisco, Open Signal released their report on the 4G networks and Vodafone and Telstra actually tied in the 4G network availability category. Right. So they've got 4G networks available to just as many people as Telstra, mm. which is one of the reasons why they've, they've, they've got enough confidence to offer this guarantee. Um, yeah, I wrote that last week and referred to it again. I linked back to that story this week. But um, the, this applies to new customers, post-pay customers, whether you're on a 12-month, 24-month contract. Because let's face it, you that's a long time to be oh, on a yeah. contract. And it was it's ironic, actually. I, I did receive this email, this press release, and I was actually in an area. Uh, I was around the sort of five-dock area, and I was on, I'm a Vodafone customer, you're a Vodafone customer, and someone called me and I, I, I had one bar of signal, so it, that in that particular area, Vodafone wasn't crash hot. So if uh, if you are happen to be in that situation where you're thinking, oh, I've I've, uh, I've committed to two years on a contract here, not too good. Well, now you can get your money back and get out of it. Simple question is, will people bother? Because that's the challenge. We are so complacent. We're also so loyal. We feel well, it's no. better the devil you know. You know all those kind of things no. apply. And I think not enough Australians are actually going. Yeah, bugger it. I'm going to try something else. I think look at it this way. I think there's a few. And how many times have we spoken about how we're both Vodafone customers? We love. We're the reason why I'm a Vodafone customer is the five dollars a day roaming. Mm-hmm. And so imagine other people weighing that up, thinking, oh, is it worth it? Should I do it? Am I going to leave Telstra? Am I going to leave Optus? Because the roaming is a huge carrot for us. Absolutely. But it's not not a carrot for people who don't travel as much as us. Well, but for those who maybe want to be able to do that, they, they might want to do it. They might want to have that that facility. Then this is this is kind of tick that box for them to say, right, if I do it, the worst case scenario is I'll get my money back. Yeah. Check, check it out. The story is at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Vodafone offering a 30-day money-back guarantee on their network if you sign up. There are conditions applying all that kind of jazz, but you can talk to Vodafone about that. Stories on our websites. Two blokes talking tech. 
You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, Telstra today uh, made an interesting announcement. It's all around smart homes. And you, you think about how big this industry is going to get. In Australia alone, they're projecting a billion dollars annually spent on the smartphone slash internet of things market. That's a, that's a lot of bread. And what Telstra's done today is actually uh, unveiled a new platform that will allow you to control your home security, your automation, you, you get, get uh, live feedback from your webcams, motion sensors, uh, and all controlled from one app. So at the moment, if we've got our Wemo cameras or sorry, our, our Arlo cameras as well or Belkin light switch, we're jumping in and out of apps. What Telstra's proposed here and they've, they've allowed, they've got this group of, of products that will work with their system is that you can control these devices. They may, they may be from different manufacturers. They do different things, but it'll all be out of control from one place, from your computer, from your smartphone, your tablet. It's, it's not available just yet. They're, it's still in testing phase. will be available later in 2016. But I think this is a smart move from Telstra because it, it, gives, it gives their customers another reason to stay a customer because these products are going to be – there's going to be more of them, not less of them. And the thing is, it's a completely different model as well. It's not an upfront cost. So you want to buy an Arlo, you want to buy Belkin Wemo, you've got to pay a certain amount, install it, and then you're done. This is a subscription service. So you don't have to be a Telstra customer, but obviously as a Telstra customer, you've got a kind of a network guarantee, if you want to call it that, uh, the Wi-Fi, the internet. You've got one point, point of call to see if something's wrong. And so basically it'll be a couple of movie tickets a month is what they say. I don't even know what that, that is. The cost but of that like be like 30 bucks. 30 bucks a month. So 30 bucks a month, you'll get a, there's a couple of different packages available, but either to you know reduce your power bills by having switches or a, a camera and sensor style package and you can add both packages together and all that kind of stuff but the idea is you subscribe to a 24 month plan you you're paying the devices off over that period and you're getting support for that period mm. um, and as you said it's kind of open they talk about it being very open but they've done a, a deal with a, a in control or in something yeah, eye control yeah. Um, to build the, the network, the back end, the Zigbee network, all that kind of stuff between the devices. And they, they've already got Singled uh, light bulbs. Um, they're going to bring in the, the audio light bulbs that Singled have got as well. Um, oh, it's open, but I don't think it's open enough that you know Patrick Lowe from Netgear is going to be able to go, all right, just, just let us in. They're going to have to do a bit yeah. of work to do that. Yeah. And I, I just doubt that we're going to see the big brands working together. But I think the small I, – I reckon – by listening to them, I think your kind of Philips Hue and that kind of stuff will probably become part of it. Mm. But in the end, um, Netgear, Belkin, all these other companies, Philips, will do very well with the early adopters and the tech savvy. What Telstra is going to be able to do is bring this to the masses and the masses will yeah. be able to go, oh, for a subscription, yeah, I'd like that. I'd like a door lock that does yeah. this. Yeah, that's the thing, I think, with with home automation, and you know, we've spoken about it for a long time, it's, it's not as approachable as it should be well there, there's 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 a bit of friction point between customers saying right i'm going to take it on what do i do i've got to buy this i've got to get that app i've got to do this do that this kind of on single on-ramp if you like yeah. to the whole process is appealing i think to customers but just last week we were hearing from apple and their home kit and how that's going to be yeah. Uh, ramped right up. Well, we asked them. We asked Telstra yeah. today whether this was HomeKit enabled, and they said he, he stupidly be. said it's 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 uh, it's a very new thing. Which HomeKit is not. It's about two years old, yeah. um, but they, it will be HomeKit enabled in time because HomeKit is simply a back end to allow yeah. you to well, control different things through yeah. uh, a single single interface, including the notification bar and widgets. But, but Apple, in that case, Apple is making it so that you, if it's HomeKit enabled, so if you're the app 
that controls the device in the first place is HomeKit enabled. It can plug in. It's like the health app on your phone. That yeah. Things can plug into it. So that will obviously be good for great if you're an iPhone user, but Telstra, this this is a multi-platform yeah. play. So that that's kind of the advantage that Telstra has here where it's Android, it's iPhone, it's your computer, Windows, Mac. Yeah, but just whatever. like you can have um, you know, the Wemo app, yeah. I can also have HomeKit. I can have the Philips Hue app and HomeKit. Yeah. You'll be able to have the Telstra app and HomeKit if you're an iPhone user. So there will be a lot of benefits to that. They're very big on it being open and adaptable. They'll have IFT integration, all that kind of stuff. So it looks good. <clears throat> Interesting to me is it's not coming till later in the year. Um, we only have broad, you know, two, two movie ticket a month style pricing. <laughs> the best one, and I, I actually called them out on this. They probably might have been offended, but they go, we're showcasing it this weekend at the Melbourne Tech Gadget Expo. And I went, mate, listen, no one knows about <laughs> no, that. Yeah, no one's going I said, yeah. I said no Melbourne. one knows about that. He goes, oh, that's news to us. I went, well, you might want to tell the Tech Gadget Expo that the tech people don't know about yeah. it. Like, it's a pretty poorly organized I, I expo in my view. Yeah, there was one other product I wrote about. I think it was the... the uh, internet connected hearing aid that's going to be unveiled at this same show but yeah it hasn't had a lot of uh, publicity among tech journalists <laughs> yeah. hello i mean but, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty big oversight for a tech expo yeah. to, to basically overlook and, and i, I thought, asked around the room I thought you would have locked it up with speaking engagements and everything down there yeah, it's a weekend you know? <laughs> okay but uh no just just back on this i think that the the home kit the uh this this telstra home smart home platform I think it's the the industry's moving in the right direction here yep. because it's it's going to help people get their head around it, control it from a central place rather than having. If I've got a, I've got Netgear cameras, I've got Belkin light switch, uh, rather than going to three different apps to do everything, it's all going to be from one. Yep, it's it's a good look. Um, you can find details, photos, and whatnot at techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au of Telstra's smart home trademark. They've trademarked the words Telstra Smart Home. I feel it feels a bit of an over... Why do you need to but, trademark something with your own company name in it? That just seems an over, so they, overkill so to me. So they may discourage Optus having Optus Smart Home. No, but, but they, they, Optus they can, can still that. have Optus Smart Home. Yeah, they don't maybe, own that yeah. name. Anyway, maybe Optus strange. will have the Smarter Home. Maybe <laughs> maybe Optus will just sell Arlo cameras. Maybe. If I was Optus, that's what I'd do. I'd just sell, I'd just sell Arlo's on subscription or, or Wemo, stuff like that. be a very interesting space. Anyway, yeah. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 260. Well, we knew about the Huawei P9 when it was announced in London. We went to Bali to see the Huawei P9 kind of unveiled locally. And uh, we had to play with it over there. And we've had it to play with for now for a couple of weeks. Um, uh, tonight, they have announced the Australian pricing. I don't have all the details. But what I do know is it'll be $799 RRP. And you know what? You know what? That's yeah. me applauding. Well yeah, done, yeah. well done. Cheering in the background. Well, I that said it's a smart move. I said directly to, to Huawei today. I said, listen, all I need is the pricing to finish my story, um, and and I said it's the difference between four stars or five stars because pricing, in my view, makes a difference to the to the you know how we rate a, a price. Because value, if it's a thousand dollars, it's a three star phone. If it's a nine hundred, it's a four star. Yeah. Eight hundred dollars, it's a five star phone. Absolutely. This is a flagship phone. I've now yeah. been using it extensively for two and a half odd weeks. It is bloody great. It is going. I think it'll be panned by some because on specs it doesn't have anything more than HD resolution. Um, you know the 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 different there's there's bloatware people call it on on Android, but most of that is actually very good in my view. 
a high definition screen means means worse battery life. Um, the bloatware is actually excellent. I mean, the, the the fingerprint unlock for apps, you know, the the swipe for hidden apps. There's a few really cool things about this phone. Let's and, not forget the twin lenses on the camera. And, and the camera yeah, it takes is bloody good photos. Bloody good. I mean, I'm not going to say it's the best. I'm just going to say I'd struggle to find a, a someone who could tell the difference between an iPhone, a Samsung, yeah. and a Huawei camera. I think people have to understand, and you mentioned it before, that price slash value is one of the pillars of my reviews. Mm. Like we talk about design, performance, features. Which is why value. a $200 phone can be a five-star phone as Absolutely well. Absolutely right. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and that's a great point where, yeah, this could sit next to an iPhone. Maybe you've given an iPhone 4.5 stars and I've, you've given the P9 4.5 stars, but you're talking in two different categories here. Right. Now, this is in the mid-tier or super mid-tier, so 799 and and this is, as you said, flagship phone. This is yes. not the cheap entry-level device. Yeah. This is their hero product, and they must have listened to the two blokes right. in Bali because we, we've had a few discussions with Huawei yes. execs and, and marketing people to say, what are you going to do with no the price? No pressure now, I hope yeah. things sells. What are you going to do with the price? And, and other companies... $7.99 phone. Yeah, well, other companies have made the mistake... Of, of ignoring the of, blokes? Of deciding, yeah, ignoring us and deciding, no, our our phone is going to be $1,099. This is a premium product. It's, I, I literally have two versions of my review. Well, One is they, they thought they were bigger than they, they were. They're trying to man up and be a flagship, you know, yeah. Samsung competitor. And, yeah. and they are device-wise, but they're not brand-wise. Yeah. This thing, in my view, is absolutely head-to-head with Samsung, Apple on usability, feel, everything, right? Specs, no. But... As an average user who are buying these things on a contract or outright, it is absolutely on par with them. Who wants a smart device, a, a good-looking device too, really good-looking, good, well-designed, the specs that you need. People buy cars that can go 300 kilometres per hour, but very rarely go 300 kilometres per hour. So in the, yeah, that's another story. But um, the, yeah, in this case, I think on the pricing front, great work, and I think... It takes a lot, I think, for a company to say, well, no, we're going to price it here because that's where we believe it sits. Other companies that are that go too high, and I, and I think personally, and I'm, I'm, I don't know whether you agree, the $1,000 mark is a barrier for people. People think, I'm, I'm, I'm think paying four figures for this phone if rather than paying... I think anything with a nine in front of it is a barrier. Absolutely. I think the fact that they've gone right, this is very intelligently priced, and you could be able to get it on a plan as well, don't forget. Well, that's the thing. The plans have, I haven't, I haven't got yeah. the plan plans details, but yeah. see, if, and I, I, I never never really worked this out, but if, if it's a, if an iPhone and a Samsung are zero on a, on a $90 plan, this should be zero on a 70, and that makes it very compelling. Absolutely, yeah. And and by the sounds of it, I think there's going to be all the telcos involved. Yeah. Telstra, Optus, probably Vodafone as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, Huawei, once again, coming up with a good product at a good price. Yep, exactly, and it's uh, it's what they need to push the brand along in in Australia. You have to you have to sell at a right price to get the attention, and hopefully, it'll get great attention. Uh, details at uh, eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. We do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au, the uh, X8. Nighthawk is a stunning bit of uh, home router. Uh, Tri-band, active antennas, beam-forming, high-end processor inside. There's some seriously good stuff inside this device that make it fast and make the range 
excellent. So basically, you can get solid Wi-Fi all throughout your home. This is absolutely suited to people with larger homes and larger families because you've got lots of people, lots of kids, lots of people in the house streaming things, doing a whole bunch of things. That's why you need a high-end uh, router like the Netgear Nighthawk X8. It is available now. Um, it is the top of the line in terms of routers, and it's going to cost you a bit of money too, but that's what you need to keep the kids happy and to have full control of your network. The Netgear Nighthawk X8 available now. Check it out at netgear.com. Well, Stephen, we are what eight days away from a federal election. I mean, this is this is tough times. Ten days, actually, tough tough times for the country. You know, there's a lot on. Uh, It's very, very tough decisions to be made by people, and the most important decision can now be found on Google. Uh, Election.google.com.au is the website, and they've done this before, where they have a great. They use their mapping interface to overlay electorate data. So boundaries change, people. If you don't know what electorate you're in, you can actually type in your address, and it'll show you what electorate you're in. What's your electorate? Uh, Barara. Barara with the is it with the outgoing Bronwyn outgoing Bishop? no outgoing Philip Ruddock Philip Ruddock oh right yeah. oh, there you go That's father right. of the house and uh, I'm I'm in the Kingsford Smith electorate Wonderful. well Matt, Matt Thistlethwaite a former uh, school friend of mine who's my local member oh, so I wonder what I wonder who you'll be voting for um, well, the, you know, the, know. the um. So the good thing is, yeah, you can find your electorate, but then you can also see the list of candidates, the people that are running. It shows them in ticket order, um, tells you who's holding the seat. During the election night, it'll show results and, and the swing of the house, how it's going. But critically, it also shows polling booths. Now, one thing about polling booths that you need to know is what's there. If you're in a wheelchair, accessibility is available. You can actually see the accessibility on the site. So you can click on the map and you can see whether the polling booth is accessible. But frankly... The most important thing for my mind is it will tell you whether or not your polling booth has a sausage sizzle, cake store. <laughs> and so it's using two websites, the Democracy Sausage and Snag Votes, which are separate websites, not run by Google, where people who are, um, uh, if you scroll through and, and scroll down to Sydney and click on the Parramatta electorate, is well, found one that has a lot of sausage sizzles in it. So scroll right scroll into right Sydney. Um, Democracy uh, Sausage and Snag Votes are websites that, that allow you to, if you're running a stall, um, to add your you know sausage sizzle into their website. And then Google's pulling all that data. Okay. Um, and what happens is you click on a polling place yep. and it then shows you whether or not that polling place is accessible to wheelchair or whether or not it has a, has a snag or not. Yeah, and you can get directions. On election night, if you're, a, if you're an election geek and really like to look at the results, will this have results too? I believe it sure. will, yeah. Now, if you're an election geek, you're going to go to the AEC because you can see real deep details. But yeah. this will show you at a glance what's happening and, and who's winning and losing seats and whatnot. So, look... It's just Google showing how great data and mapping can be when joined together. Um, and it's a really useful tool for people if you want to get uh, directions and information about the polling booths. So you live in a Liberal seat. Oh, very much so. And I'm in a Labor seat. Mate, I'm in a very, very Strong. safe Liberal Is that seat. Right? So who's going to tell Philip Ruddock, the father of the house? Julian uh, Lesser, or Lisa, I believe, is the... He's uh, taking over. I should know because I've met him, but anyway. The Liberal, the liberal candidate. Yes. Who's the Labor candidate? Wouldn't know. Wouldn't Couldn't know. pick him out in the police no. lineup. Mick Gallagher is the independent candidate because okay. he 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 was uh, the mayor, I think the mayor or the local member in the state, okay. and then he got asked by the Liberal Party that kicked him out and put a different candidate in. And Matt Keane, my local. Him, could you pick him out of a police? Never. Lineup? No. Well, our, uh, Matt Thistlewaite is running against uh, in Kingston Sith Michael Fennelly, who's actually a uh, a heart surgeon, who he's run I think the last two elections, uh, and that's all I know about our our local <laughs> battle. 
But uh, it used to be, my local member used to be it's, Peter so Garrett. If you, if you scroll, Peter Garrett you... used to be my local member. And I, yeah. I remember meeting him at the polling booth. He went well. I'm, I was a huge Midnight Oil fan. Yeah, Pink Bats was a success. Terrific. And uh, and I, I remember he, he he sort of came up trying to, you know, trying to smooth, to, to, to get our vote, trying to, yeah. to uh, encourage us to vote Labor. And I said, listen, Pete, I love you as a musician. Not a big fan as a politician. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, fair enough. That's your prerogative. Yeah. Anyway, election.google.com.au uh, details at eftm.com.au. How many do you think online accounts would you have? You, let, let's talk. We're talking 50. social media. I mean, there'd be some I just can't even remember. There'd but there's there's ten very very shopping, regularly used ones. shopping sites. Yep. Uh, your airline frequent flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There's email. Email bank. bank. Like there there you, you you look at the number and if you if you can look in the background like on, on a Mac there's the keychain which allows yep. you to see. And in Chrome there's a there's also a similar yeah, thing where so you can if, see the password. You can actually yeah. scroll through. I had a look at mine. I've got passwords to more than 60 different sites and accounts. Wow. 60. While you talk, I'm going to count mine. Okay. So reason I'm saying that is because remembering passwords for every single one. And if you're doing it right and you want to stay safe, you should have a long, strong password for each of those accounts. Mm-hmm. Now, think think about it. 60 accounts. Long, strong password that you have to change. All the experts encourage you to change every couple of months. Impossible, don't you think? Allegedly. Well, I think the that's the reason why people cut corners and think there's no way I'm going to do that. It's near impossible. That's why they use the same password for many of their accounts. That's right. And this is a common occurrence. And what what's the first thing a hacker's going to do? They crack your account. They're going to go to every other account, use that username and password, and see if they can get into everything else. And guess what? They probably will. But now there is a solution. This is There are many password managers out there, but this is one that I came across. It's called Dashlane. And this is an app that can work on your Mac, on your PC, on your browsers, also on your iPhone and Android device that can not only create strong passwords, but also remember them whenever you come to a particular site or account that you need to access. So rather than you having to come up with these these passwords, try to remember them, apply them as you go. This does all of that for you. So it can remember your password, apply it. It can also work with your credit cards and other accounts, so your bank account. So it remembers how many your credit cards. So if you're buying something online, rather than having yep. to type in your credit card number or your bank account details, it can also remember that as well. Listen, I'm not going to count them. Look at this. I'm scrolling. Yeah. They're all the passwords. Oh, that's, that's all the passwords stored in my Google Chrome yeah. browser. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. The other day, Amanda rang me. Um, well, she texted me looking for a password for something. And uh, and I rang her up. I said, oh, it's this. And she said it out loud. Like she goes, oh, da, 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 da. And then what do you think happened? Harry started repeating it. Oh, <laughs> a little four-year-old starts repeating the password. <laughs> Never say password out loud to your kids. Do not. But Dashlane allows you to control all of that in one place and it's free it's a free free uh, application and for look they say a strong password has to be at least eight characters has to have uppercase lowercase letters has to have numbers has to have symbols mm-hmm. so 
if, if you do want to come up with your own passwords, then that's what you've got to go through. And remember, different ones for different accounts. So here's an easy way to do it. Let Dashlane do the heavy lifting. Techguide.com.au for more information. Well, a couple of quick ones before we get to the uh, minute reviews, which will be about five minutes each because we're doing them together. Um, beautiful um, concept car released by Rolls-Royce, which is, quite frankly, in reality, it's fugly. But it's days. it's beautiful because it, it's it's a it's the first ever time Rolls Royce has done a concept car. Now you see these pictures and think, oh yeah, good. But they've actually built this thing not as a you know dry, road going thing, but as a proper concept car, so it can be looked into. But forget the futuristic design and the slide out cabins and all this kind of thing. Inside, there's no steering wheel. There's no nothing. nothing. <laughs> this is this is their vision future for car. the future, yeah. and it is autonomous. And when you think about it, it's you forget allowed. Tesla, forget Audi. Think about Rolls Royce and think. Of course, Rolls-Royce should be autonomous because a Rolls-Royce is built to be driven by someone else. Yeah. I've driven Rolls-Royces. They're, they're very comfortable in the back. Yeah. They're beautiful to drive, but they're also very comfortable to be driven in. Yeah. A very cool idea. And what they did was not only build it and design it, but then they did a 360-degree video. So you go to YouTube in a Chrome browser, and you can actually look around the thing. It's very, very cool. It, I love it, this kind of innovation. It's basically a lounge room that on wheels. Like there's a there's a, a OLED screen at the front that sort of it takes off the whole front wall of the cabin, and there's it's it's like a lounge seat then in the back of the car, yeah. bit of leg room, but it's basically a lounge room on wheels that yeah. that uh, drives itself, and is just made from premium material. The wheel I quite like the outside the. The wheels made from like a eighty-five different bits of aluminium, mm. and encased in this like this catamaran style design. It does look like a boat. It, it does, does look yeah, like yeah. a bloody uh, hydrofoil. I mean, the old manly hydrofoil yeah. looks like it'd go fairly and pretty quick from circular to manly. But uh, and and even yeah, you know, of course they've they've man they've maintained some of the spirit of ecstasy the, on the front. Is that, is that what it's called? The uh, spirit of ecstasy. So that's the the hood ornament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, they just refer to it as a spirit of ecstasy. I think you've insulted them by calling it a hood ornament. Yeah. Okay. But but I, what I like. Is is how they went away and thought about this yeah. and what they came back with was four different the key tenant tenants of their vision and these were the personal vision the effortless journey the grand sanctuary and the grand arrival they were their four pillars of this vision i reckon they came up with those after they built the thing you think so <laughs> <laughs> i reckon someone sketched it and they went it's got to not have a steering wheel they built yeah. it and went rightio and then we need to come up with some tenants but, but it um, does, i like the, the design which you we've both written about them on our sites the design it does kind of look like it's floating because like, yeah. the wheels are encased the wheels are made out of 65 individual pieces of aluminium fully enclosed so imagine this would be like gliding past Incredible. It's beautiful. Uh, photos up at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, while we were in San Francisco, another big conference was happening, and that was E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, which is... Have you ever been to an E3? You've yeah. done E3? I've done E3. It's a crazy show where this, each game's trying to compete and, and, and outperform the booth next to it. And it's so full on that you actually need to go out of the uh, and take a breather. There's so much heavy bass going on and a lot of things in your face. It's quite taxing. And we mentioned in last week's podcast Microsoft's announcement in 
some different things there. But just after we recorded and we foreshadowed the fact that it would come, uh, PlayStation made their announcements too. Um, the critical thing, nothing, actually nothing amazing. So they didn't really announce new consoles or anything like that as per Xbox. They actually stuck it to Xbox by saying our console's already ready for VR. But they did announce that uh, PlayStation VR would be available on the 13th of October. Yeah, so if we, we have, have an date. exact date. Woo! Date. And uh, they've announced pricing already. It's five, we already five, knew five, that. Nine, nine, five, five, isn't it 549? Five, I think it's 549. Yeah. It's, it's a great price. It's incredible. October yeah. 13. If you haven't already pre-ordered, good luck getting one on the 13th. Um, and if Michael Ephraim's listening, I'm assuming I'll have one on October uh, hello, 13th. Hello. On the 12th, mate. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I meant, well, I just meant for the by the 11th. 13th. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got one, but I can't tell you about yeah. it until the 13th. Now I have to kill you all. That Rolls Royce is also in my garage too, <laughs> the one we just spoke about. Yeah. I'll anyway, the details of the pricing are not really relevant to go to any of our websites because it's just October 13. Two blokes talking tech. Rightio, a couple of big reviews here and uh, we are only going to need a slightly more than a minute for the first one. We talked about this when they were announced about two weeks ago, the Bose QC35s. Um, really an issue um, for, for Bose to be have their best headphones, the QC25s. They are, without question, the best business headphones, the best travel headphones. But just in the last year, I felt the demand for Bluetooth was getting a bit extreme. My father-in-law wanted headphones for the mother-in-law, his wife, um, for Mother's Day. And I helped him get a set from Bose. But he's like, can I get Bluetooth and noise cancelling? I'm like, no, they've only got Bluetooth or noise cancelling. But it was obvious it was coming. It was, it was, you could see it a mile away that this was going to happen. And that they've done it, the QC35, yeah, Bluetooth. And slight look, Bose always say, and, and I, look, I, I've I've heard the QC twenty fives and the QC fifteens, and each year they say it, and each year they're right that the, it, it does sound better. This year is no exception. Mm. It does. You, you can hear the clarity, the increased clarity, but without without the uh, the cord. So you have got Bluetooth noise noise mm. cancelling. So uh, if you you're using this so you you because you need to charge the battery that's going to power the bluetooth it's going to power the noise cancellation uh the biggest issue i think is for people on a plane and we both took them overseas with us planes don't have bluetooth so there is a cable on board plane so, in-flight entertainment system yes that's right so plane in-flight entertainment system there's an adapter and a, a 3.5 mil cord that you connect as you would and your regular set of noise cancelling headphones let's face it, a lot of people use these on mostly on planes yeah. but that bluetooth convenience big tick if you're if you're like catching a bus or you're listening to your own content even on if you even if you're on a plane with an yeah. iPad full of stuff, you can listen to it wirelessly. So I don't disagree that the sound is better, but for me, the sound is just as always good as it was. Mm. For me, the the batteries are better because there's no double A's, so it's it's a built-in Street battery. Charger, yeah. I made I went seven hours on the plane with them on, streaming from my phone, Bluetooth, and noise cancelling. You can't be Bluetooth without noise cancelling. You have to yeah. have both. If it's on, it's and on. mate, seven hours and twenty percent. 20% battery was utilised, up to 30 because when you turn it off, it only gives you 10, so you only 10% increments. That's yes. what you use or that's all that's left? That's all that used. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tremendous. That you could go, you could fly Sydney to London and back. streaming off your own devices yeah. and not run the whole battery down. I thought that was yeah. staggering, mate. It's always been a strength of Bose products. So I, I use the, the QC20s, which is the in-ear. So do I. And, and they, they can last you all day long and yeah. night too. They're terrific. So but. look, bottom line, four ninety nine is a high price to pay, but they are now the top end yeah. of the uh, travel business traveler market. But I see Bose headphones is people invest in Bose headphones. Mm. Other brands, people just buy. 
Yeah. That that's how I differentiate between these high. Good quote. These have high, you written that in your review? I haven't, no, but I'll no, be, you will though. Writing a I can see that on it. I can no, see that in a magazine. But, that, but that's that's how Tech Guide. Yeah, well, people I, invest I was in actually, both just for your information. I was my quote for the QC15s was in the Qantas magazine for like four years. My, my quote, quote for the QC25s was in their Christmas catalogue. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Two, we, we, we playing trump cards here, mate. Trump, can <laughs> I trump Trump's. you with that? Can I trump you with that? Two folks talking. Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Oh, it's me. Hello. I, I normally introduce the... In- oh, no, yes, do, do I? Yeah, I do. Introduce me. I'll yeah. kick this one off. Well, we're doing joint reviews, though, okay, because we've well. both reviewed these things. The okay. second review is the Time Porter for Apple Watch users. And if you've got an Apple Watch uh, and you like to travel, which we both do, mm. this is really handy because it... it tick- what if I love to travel? It ticks, it ticks a few boxes. That's right. Well, I love to travel as well. And what this is, it looks like, at first glance, it looks like a, a glasses case. Mm-hmm. Don't you think like a sunglasses case or a you know, normal spectacle case. Yep. And what it does, it, it can store your, your Apple Watch accessories, so your, your big six-foot-long cable, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little power brick as well that you take yeah. with you, your little charger. Mental note, or physical note, um, you can buy one-meter and two-meter cables and from Apple stores. But what comes with the, uh, oh, no. with the Apple Watch is quite long. You can buy shorter ones. I bought know. a shorter one at the San oh, Francisco there store. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, Apple need the business, mate. That's good Good of you to look after them there. But uh, what this does, though... Because yeah, that San Francisco store is struggling. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth more than, I think, Parliament House in Australia, I think. But um, the Time Porter lets you not only store all that stuff, but also allows you to charge the phone, charge the watch, I should say. So you can put the magnetic disc actually through the front surface of the case. So you can actually rest the phone on the front of the case. So it's charging. And with the case, because of the it's got an adjustable hinge, so you can actually have it at different angles. So it's also a stand as well. So if you're traveling, Right beside the bed in your hotel, you got a charger and you got a stand. There's your alarm clock, and you got a fully charged yeah. Apple Watch. And there's a little little hole on the side so the cable can come out, so it can be shut with the watch around it, and the 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 exposed charging point is is up, and the cable can be running out to a USB. It's very very good, very simple, and it keeps everything watch. You can even leave some uh, have some spare bands in there yes. if you want to, or yeah, as, as they've suggested in one of the photos, you can have like a little power brick in there. Yes, wouldn't so fit an EFTM power yeah. brick, but it would fit a cheaper one <laughs> if you have a little like a the the battery pack. It does fit inside. So if you're on, if you've got it, maybe you need to charge your watch on the move. You can do that. Mm. Uh, it's priced at sixty nine ninety nine and available from Beza and Mac Addict. And links are at both our websites. Very nice product. All right, that's a wrap. Stephen has an urgent in- interview to do with the radio station before State of Origin. And uh, then we're going to feast, and then we're going to watch the Maroons just smashing. Yeah, what did I say, Corey Parker, two Good minutes life. to go? Score a try. We should put some money on that. Yeah, well, is there a last try scorer option? I don't know. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, you can bet on everything on, in the football. Um, well, we we there's there is a tab at the uh, at where we're going to have our stake, so okay. we might put some first try scorers on. So I did I did crack the first try scorer for game one, even though Blues didn't win. Mm. Boyd Cordner, good boy, I uh, did back him as first try scorer. See with the Blues or the other ones? He's a Blues player. Okay, That's yeah. It. He scored the Blues try. Yeah. I couldn't. If you put all the players without their shirts, without their no, that sounded bad. With with different, with just uh, yeah. one color, I wouldn't know who they are. Yeah, I know. Like, like I could I name said, a few. Like I said earlier, you couldn't name them in a police lineup. <laughs> two blokes talking tip episode two hundred and sixty. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. We'll be back next week from a, a destination uh, to be determined. Yeah. But uh, it's a very nice. Little, well, it's still to be <laughs> to determined. Be determined but let's right, reveal mate. it. Let's reveal it next week. We're okay, going, but sure. we're going to take. We're, let's put it this let's way. Just say we're hitting the road. We are hitting the road. It's going to be two blokes talking road trips and regional pubs. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>